one, and we are live. What's up, everybody? I'm James. And I'm Vincent. And this is Strictly Casual. So glad you could join us for your weekly news update. Today, the date of recording is Wednesday, March 18th, but you guys will be seeing this on Friday, the 20th. Welcome back for another week of news. Episode 7, baby. Let's Episode go. Episode 7. Come I'm on. I'm stoked. Um, Here's what we got, though. Well, We're recording this on Wednesday. Yes. Because we gotta get we gotta get out of here. We gotta get out of here. What's going on? What's, As what's you guys, happening? You guys might know. We're in college right now. This is our apartment. Right. But, you know, that COVID-19's been going around. It's right. a big deal. So a lot of colleges are getting evacuated. Nasty. Nasty. Our college is one of those bad boys. Yeah. And so um, we gotta move back home. James is going back to Seattle. I'm going back to Seattle. Vincent's going back to the Bay. That's right. Um, so we will continue the podcast through an audio format at least just right. to start so after this is will be our last video podcast for a couple weeks a couple weeks at the very least we're gonna start we're gonna do a couple audios after mm-hmm. this until we can get how we're gonna figure out uh remote recording video and audio and stuff mm-hmm. so the first one might be a little shaky but uh we'll get there we're gonna get we there. will get there I, we great. promise you guys all right james um is that all the housekeeping we have I guess so. I don't know. I like we're just trying to get this this episode. We want to keep going. We want to we be want like, to keep going. We want to be dedicated really every week yeah. to releasing on Friday. Yeah. And like by recording early, this is like literally the only way we're going to be able to put another episode out. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. And that's it. That's it. That's it. What have you been playing? What? Have, oh my gosh! What have I been playing? Let's yeah. see. Um. Honestly, it feels like I haven't been playing a lot just because of everything it's been, going on. It's around. been crazy. It's been crazy. We've had not a lot of time to play games. But what we have been going back to, right. time and time again, is Warzone. Warzone? We've been, okay, we've only played games together this week. I've that is true. I haven't played anything alone. Right. We've played Warzone nonstop, yep. Plunder and Battle Royale. Plunder and Battle Royale. Pokemon Sword. Pokemon Sword. A lot of Pokemon Sword. And do you know what we've been playing a lot this week, which I didn't really realize? What? Smash. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of Smash. Dude, we've been, we've been playing hell of Smash. Hell of Smash. And it's great. It is, especially when we have buddies over. Exactly. Who, like, are trying to get better at it, and so we're trying to, like... I I'm, suck. Okay. I, I really I'm do. not going to say that I suck, because that would be, You're like, false good. humble. Falsely humble. I'd say I'm mediocre at best, with a couple characters. Yeah, well, I think you're, I think you're decent. I appreciate that. Yeah. The vote of confidence is thanks. Yeah. You know, Cloud. Cloud mains out there, rise up. Cloud mains, come on, baby. Yeah. So Joker mains, where you at? Oof. Come on. Whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, arguably plunder is better than Ooh. battle royale. For... I don't know if better, but they're different. They're very fun. Well, sorry, I guess I should say that I just prefer it more. Sure. Because it's, it's a little more fast paced. Yeah. I like the forgiving aspect just because it um it's a pressure reliever for me, so I feel like I could perform you better. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I would say coming from 500 hours on Fortnite in a single <laughs> year, um, I would say that the, I, I prefer the battle royale mode. Yeah. Um, because there's moments that you can't get in plunder because the stress is so high. Sure. So when one of those moments happens, it's way more memorable. For and me. you can't forget, you don't have the gulag in plunder. The gulag, bro. The gulag. It's hilarious. It's great. It's the best. I love it. Uh huh. What a meme. Great. But I think that's all we have for what we've been playing, playing. this week, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, um, I jumped back into Dreams for... I did a little, like, okay. 20 minutes of Dreams. We both did for a hot second. We, we, I just wanted to look fun. at memes. Dreams memes are, like, another tier. Dreams memes. Dreams memes. Yeah. 
That's awesome. <laughs> a lot of it is just Wario doing stupid shit. Yeah, Wario, Shrek. Wario and Shrek. Uh, what else do we get a lot of? Horrible, horrible <laughs> Darth Vader animations. <laughs> like, abysmal. Maybe, maybe like, uh, slightly offensive to the character, <laughs> if I was to say so much. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Who knows? Okay. We got a lot of big news. Today. Let's throw into it. Today, okay, so today's Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Yesterday. Something big just happened today, first of all. Yes. Something big happened today, yesterday. Yesterday we get a little tweet from good old PlayStation, yep. our pals over at PlayStation official mm-hmm. Twitter account, saying that we are getting a um, a spec video, a spec hardware announcement video tomorrow. Right. And live so stream. what I thought that meant was my astronomically large hope Yes, was that we would get visuals of the hardware but that is not what happened ladies and gentlemen i kind of i i think i knew we weren't going to get any of that i knew you knew that which is sad yeah like there's a part of me that really hoped we were going to get that mm-hmm. but i knew it was too good it was too good it's too good to be true so but let me tell you about what we do have james and i had a late late night last night we did have a late night last night and we were right before we went to bed mm-hmm. we said uh are we really going to get up at 9 a.m to watch this mm-hmm. and i said it's playstation 5 news we have to we have to I wasn't planning on it, but I did wake up to the live stream starting, uh-huh. and James is already watching it, so I just, like, propped myself up and watched it. Uh-huh. Was it worth it? It's Man. hard It's hard to feel like it's worth it. Make the judgment for yourself, for sure. That is true. Make the judgment for yourself, but it is a 50-minute conference for yeah. announcements. So, if you really want to know the... If you're very smart, you can really comprehend the very technical specs yeah. of the hardware, then absolutely watch it, but for... Um, Vin and I, run-of-the-mill, average tech yep. guys who do not spend our days reviewing computer specs. Like we do know a little bit. We do know a little bit. Like but I have, I built my PC at home, so I know right. a little bit when they, when they're talking about computing and processing. But power. I can be completely honest. Half the stuff they said today, right over my head. Me too. The only, Me too. the only frame of reference I had was the comparisons to Xbox. What they like, and that's it. Right. Um, obviously, there's like some basic stuff that I know. Yeah. Okay, Lots so what do we got? Flops. What do we got? All right, so um, in a Eurogamer article by Richard Ledbetter, yeah, said that there are some core details that there was announced today, sure. mm-hmm. um, and these are just a few like overarching um, themes of the specs. So we have is uh, technical spec technical specifications of PlayStation Five and its innovative boost approach to core clocks. Um, the features of the PlayStation 5 GPU, how the SSD helps deliver the next generation dream, how Sony tackles expandable storage, and unprecedented 3D audio fidelity via the Tempest 3D audio engine. Okay. So here's the thing. I would say the first half of the conference, Mm -hmm. I was just whelmed. As in, like, I didn't feel like, oh my gosh, this is insane. This is so cool. Like, the things... Let me talk about the things that kind of like sure. didn't for resonate with me. At Go all. for it. Um, the storage. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait. First off, we're getting a solid state flash drive. 800. This Wait, yeah, I'm getting to that. Get into that. Okay, just go off. Go okay. ahead. Go for it. Do it. Solid state drive, awesome. Thank mm-hmm. God. I can't imagine going mm-hmm. through another hard drive, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's tough. It's tough that uh, we have that now. But I'm excited for this very fast upgrade we're about to get. But 
I'm not excited that we're only having 820, what, what is it? 850. 850 gigs of storage on the No, nope, 825. 825 gigs of storage on the PS5. Big suck. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's necessarily Dude, big suck, Vincent. Oh my gosh. I, I have, really, I can't. I have 400 gigabytes on my PlayStation and I can play two games. I have Call of Duty downloaded and Dreams downloaded. But here's the thing. How many games do you feel the need to have on your PlayStation 4 at one time? It's hard to say because I'm like I really. How many want, games are you actively playing at one time? Right now, I really want Battlefront on there because mm-hmm. I wanted. I love. I love Battlefront sure. right now. I really want to finish Horizon, um, and it would be great to have Destiny on there because I I really want to jump into the new season. I think you could get all five of those in the 825 gigabytes. Right, but with quick resume and you can have multiple games open at the same time. Why not have more? Sure. But but it is exta- expandable. And that's the other thing I'm excited about. And so the way that they're doing this is, if you're not familiar with PC hardware, there's a thing called an M.2 drive. And what that is, is it's like a flat, almost looks like a computer chip. And yeah. it's uh, long, it's about this long, and it's flat, and you just like stick it right in your motherboard. And so what that is, is basically it doesn't interfere with the hardware. It's not, it's not external, yeah. as the name would imply. It's more like just an add-on to the system hardware yeah. itself. And it doesn't um, alter the form factor at all. Like mm-hmm. for those PS4s that had the fat expandable storage where it had the double, like how half of it was higher than the other mm-hmm. half yep. and it looked ugly, you're not going to have that with this. Um, it does have something to say a little bit in the direction of modularity with consoles, uh-huh. which could be a huge direction um, towards just them becoming more like PCs. Yeah, But... Um, it's a lot of their thing, I think, that they talk about. And I don't understand why this sets them apart from Xbox. But it seems like their their language has a lot to do with compression okay. and speed over, like, overall size. So, yeah. basically, it sounds like they're claiming that, like, okay, even though it's not as much space, it won't be difficult to download and re-download right and they may, they tried to stress that which scares me like i don't want to worry about that at all i don't even want that to be a blip on my radar right. to re-download things sure hmm. i want that to be like last resort and right now that's like a daily struggle with the ps4 for me um, without having expandable storage yeah yeah well but i'm saying like if you're able to re-download a game yeah in like 10 minutes Quickly quickly yeah that's different that would be different because then you wouldn't necessarily have to be like the the entire stress around re-downloading something is because oh it's going to take me an entire day to i gotta keep it all something. night i gotta keep my playstation on rest mode yep. and hope like even though it installs you have to wait another 24 for hours an for the multiplayer or yeah mm-hmm. it's like i can download destiny and then you pull that baby up right and then you have a whole extra loading thing inside the game so my point is if you don't have that issue of having to wait an entire day to download something, right? Then it alleviates the entire pressure around mm-hmm. the notion of the scare of yeah re-downloading your games. Okay, fair <clears> enough. <throat> fair Overall, enough. if we're looking at the specs, yeah, in terms of teraflops and computing power, um, the GPU has two more teraflops of or the Xbox. The Xbox has two more teraflops of po- processing power over. The- the PlayStation 5, but, um, and this is a quote from Polygon, uh, quote, Sony's pitch is essentially this, a smaller GPU can be more nimble, 
a more agile GPU, the influence, or sorry, the inference being that PS5's graphics core should be able to deliver performance higher than you may expect from a teraflops number that doesn't accurately encompass the capabilities of all parts of the GPU, end quote. So the name of Sony's game is efficiency. They're saying, right. what's the point of having all these teraflops if you're not going to use them to the uh, best of their ability, which is almost a little counterintuitive when you're when you're putting it in the perspective of Sony's main reach here and their main audience for this is developers and developer freedom. So it's almost like, does a bigger number of teraflops for processing power allow more creative freedom for developers? Is it just a flex or is it on like... Exactly. With reason. That's Is, it, d- yeah. is there justified right. flexing with that number? Yeah. Or is it more on, okay, like you actually need to do it well and do it right, right. to actually get the uh, performance and the capabilities yeah. out of those extra two teraflops that you would get. Now, okay, I would say to quickly go over the last couple things here, just to not make it so wordy and yeah. everything, yeah. is what we have is, uh, for the RAM, we got 16 gigabytes of GDDR6 RAM, which is great because the PS4 only has 8. So it's and double the RAM. GDDR5. So it's double plus a new generation of RAM. Or, no, I think it's GDDR4, and then the Xbox One has GDDR3. Okay. Which means, I think the GDDR4... GDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDD
So this information makes total sense to give mm-hmm. to your developers and stuff. Mm-hmm. So by moving it online um, outside of GDC, it's tough because you like it's a bad foot forward because people that watched this and were excited for it were expecting something else, mm-hmm. which were kind of false expectations in the first place. And I would say I wanted more out of it as a fan, as a, right. as a person who's ready to buy regardless of the specs, to be honest. Sure. Um, like the next generation, I didn't feel fulfilled in that sense. And these are already rumored things that we just, that are confirmed, like mm-hmm. 3D audio, for instance, which is sure. very cool. And Mark certainly had previewed some of this talk in earlier definitely interviews yeah. as well, yeah, too. So, like we've known most of this stuff for a couple months. Nothing blew me away here. Sure, yeah, and I agree. But hey, like, I I can't be mad. I, I something's out. Something's official, thing. right? Here, here's another thing to yeah. think about. Um, also, another important phrase that I remember being tossed around is cost effective, right? Yeah. So. A lot of people are entailing that that means that, um, or they're inferring that that means that um, it will be significantly cheaper, which is cool than the Series X. Yeah, um, that'll sell. That'll all sell. of this set aside, all that really matters is the games. If Amen. Xbox Series X has the power, but it doesn't have the games that people want to play, then it's not going to matter. Exactly. Right. I think even around the time of. The original PS4 and Xbox One, there was a little bit of debate on processing power because specs were very similar. Yep. I think count the Xbox One was slightly faster. I could be entirely wrong. Right. Do you remember? I don't know if it was faster or not, but but that was like what it came down to this generation. More Xbox has been more par- more powerful in every step of the way this generation. Okay. Yeah. So, but PS4 has greatly outsold Xbox. Exactly because they have the games. They have the Uncharted Four. They yeah. have God of War. They have Last of Us. And they have Bloodborne. We got to think, their marketing at the beginning mm-hmm. of the PS4 was way better than Xbox's. Mm. And right now, Xbox's is way better than PlayStation's You're right. marketing. You're right. I didn't even think of that. Also, PlayStation came out a week before that. Or okay, sorry, the four PlayStation Four came out a week before the Xbox One. Yeah. So, I don't know. I I don't know. Uh, I'm very excited to see what the results are at the end of the year. Yeah. That's it. Too. That's just a wrap. All right, man. Okay. Take on this next one. This is a huge article. This very is, important. I really wrote this one out. I'm not going to read the entire article. Go for it. Okay. But this is important. Like, yeah. important stuff to think about. Um, so, Naughty Dog continues to crunch uh, Last of Us 2 development. This is from Jason Schreier, mm-hmm. video game daddy at Kotaku. Okay. Yeah, he's the man. He is the man. Um, I wrote a lot down in this article because I think there's a lot of very important bits mm-hmm. um, and pieces of it. I'm going to link the article at the bottom like of the YouTube video yeah. because I think it's important to read it. Mm-hmm. Like especially as a huge Naughty Dog fan, yeah. like my my favorite studio, hands down. It's hard to read this, but it's great to be aware. Of. And I'm going to say this right before you get into it, but I yeah. had I the article that um cites some of these tweets that I sent you earlier from Naughty Dog Devs. Sorry, X. Yes. Naughty Dog De- Naughty Dog Devs. Animation Dev, yeah. Yes. Um my buddy was just about to um, apply for Naughty Dog wow. positions. So my buddy wants to get into the game industry as an animator. Right. We're in literally the same exact position of this guy who mm-hmm. um, used to work for Naughty Dog. And so I was talking to his brother. Yeah. And his brother was saying, oh, yeah, like, he's totally, like, he wants to do Naughty Dog now. He doesn't right. want to work for Bungie, wants to work for Naughty Dog. I'm like, oh, well, that's crazy because I just read this tweet about all this stuff going right. down at Naughty Dog that he might want to rethink. He's like, you know what, send it over. So I sent it over and he's like, wow, this is pretty insane. Right, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't 
say it's a bad idea to work it. Okay, let me let me get into the article. No, let's like let's get into the article yeah. and then talk about it more. You're okay. Right. So um, there's a couple quotes that Jason. Okay, J- first off, uh, the article starts off with Jason Schreier saying that he interviewed 13 anonymous Naughty Dog employees. Okay. Um, the names are not stated, obviously. And yep. it sounds like these people, they like their jobs. Okay. They do That's not, very important to know. They like their jobs and they are happy to work there. Mm-hmm. They are not happy with the expectations that are put on them. They are not forced to do any of these things. They are expected to do these things. Mm, okay. So here's what we got. Um, as one Naughty Dog developer recently told Jason Schreier, this game is really good, but at a huge cost to the people. Um, he goes on to say, there's an insane amount of detail in Naughty Dog games, um, and these details exist because Naughty Dog has built a culture of perfectionism where a game has to be great no matter the human cost. Mm. Now, that sentence alone makes it dehumanizes people, mm. and I don't like that at all. It's a very huge, very philosophical claim. Right. Now, I'm going to keep going. It says... Um, many who have worked at Naughty Dog over the years describe it as a duality, as a place that can be simultaneously the best and worst, best and worst workplace in the world. Yeah. Um, so, Naughty Dog uh, makes critically acclaimed games alongside artists, artists and engineers who are considered the greatest in their fields. But for many of those people, it also means working 12-hour days or longer, and even weekends when the studio is in crunch mode, sacrificing their health relationships and personal lives at the altar of the game i i i hate reading that right because yeah. like i want to support this game i don't want to support those worth those work ethics where mm-hmm. their their devs aren't doing good right right you want to support these devs obviously right so it's like a balance i don't want to support that worth ethic work ethic but i want to support these devs who have gone through this mm-hmm. um and who are working hard obviously right to produce a great game. Exactly. You know, but you don't want to support the work ethic and the overworking and, and right. low key abuse of some of these em- right. employees. Um, there's a little bit more about that at the end of the article. Okay, yeah, keep going. Um, so here we go. Crunch culture is at Naughty Dog is not a secret. The studio is open about its mentality and in interviews with new hires, and its managers deliberately seek out perfectionists in art, design, engineering, and all the other disciplines that make these games happen. The type of people Naughty Dog wants to hire are the type of people who are who will willingly stay late in the office in order to make their games better. The type of people who would take the time to make sacks of grain deflate when you shoot them. Mm. That's just in Uncharted. That's right. like a specific very, detail, right? Yeah. So at Naughty Dog, nobody asks the developers to crunch. Nobody has to ask. They'll be there anyway. And the big important part of that about that is they are willingly staying late at the office. They are willingly, but they... So here we go. This is a quote from another sure. Naughty Dog employee that says, you feel obligated to be there later because everyone else is there later. Oh, sure. So even though Naughty Dog isn't telling them, oh, today you have to work 12-hour day, mm-hmm. it's like everybody else is there for 12 hours, and so, so you're going to you feel, feel guilty leaving yeah. early. Mm-hmm. Um, like they're all in it together. They're yeah. making a game that they want to work on. Yeah. It's just, it's I don't know, it's tough. It's That's a tough decision you have to make, right? Is there a game dev worker union? I don't know. I'm sure that's, that's a huge... Sorry. Yeah, I, don't, I, I can't answer that. <laughs> it just made me think of it. All right, a couple more bullet points here. Yeah, um, keep going. On May 29th, The Last of Us Part Two will come out. To those who have worked on it, tell me, uh, Jason Trier, they believe it will be a phenomenal, another shining entry in the Naughty Dog quest for excellence at all costs. Some say they think it's the best game Naughty Dog has ever made. And these are, I believe it. These are people saying this to Jason Schreier, anonymous interviews. They don't mm-hmm. want to be known for these quotes. Right. What well, makes sense. 
Okay, this is the final point. Um, yet there are also these developers, some of whom still work at Naughty Dog today, who say that there's a part of them that actually wishes the game would fail. Whoa. A critical flop might help show Naughty Dog that this isn't the best way to make games, that this level of sacrifice isn't necessary, that maybe the project isn't worth losing all these people. That, perhaps, no matter how many Game of the Year nominations they win, or high how, how high their Metacritic scores climb, all the individual hairs on Joel's eyebrows or the grains of sand in a burlap sack aren't just worth the cost. I don't know, man. It's tough. It's a tough read. This article it's is a really tough read. It's really a tough read. And this it is, really is. This is a summary. The article is very long. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, I... I highly recommend you read it to make a judgment for yourself. Right. Like, this it's is a one of those things, article. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll link it. Uh, Jason Schreier. Um, I. It's important to think about because you don't want this to become normal. Right. You don't want to studios. normalize this culture of perfectionism. No, no, that's fine. Perfectionism's fine. Well, the perf- well the perfectionism culture is what's making everyone stay late and work these ridiculous hours. Right. You can have. Sorry, let me reiterate. You yeah. can have the culture of perfectionism as long as you set healthy working boundaries. Yeah, and so you can be perfect and not crunch. Yes, or you can work. You well, can you try can, to make things perfect. Without you can crunch. try, but also, to some extent, can you? I think so, personally. Yeah, yeah. Why would you have to work fifteen-hour workdays to make things perfect? It's just going to take longer. You're right. It's going to take longer. They can hire more people. Yeah. I don't. I sh- they shouldn't delay it again for sure. That's for sure. Um, if you guys haven't watched Raising Kratos, oh yeah, we talked about this. We plugged this last week. We as did well. plug this last week as well. It's a good insight. For it is game a developer. great insight for gaming developers and really puts you in the mind yeah. of game developers and the uh, toll that hard, very grinding, for years. strenuous work for years puts on these game developers and their personal lives, on their families. Yeah, and um, even the actors. Yeah. You know, too, that right. they have, that they're mo-capping for these roles. It's a very strenuous process. Right. It's crazy. Yeah, got a lot of love for the devs. I so, really do. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm i going to support this game. Yeah. Because I want to support the devs. Do you want to pull up the tweets from the guy or do you want to? I'm not going to, I don't think we should pull up the tweets from the guy because they summarized pretty well here. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. All right. We will be right back. Yes, we will. Gamescom 2020 is still going on despite coronavirus concerns. This comes from Stuart Thomas at Games Debate. Yes, sir. That's a new. That's a new name for me. It is a new name for me too. I, I haven't, haven't heard, heard that one yet. It's not common. It's cool. Um, or maybe it is just not in my span or uh, sphere of knowledge. Right. Anyway, despite increasing worries over the coronavirus, with many public events being canceled, including the Big E3 itself, Gamescom 2020 looks to still be going ahead in August. Now, this event is in Germany, and there's <laughs> in now... In Europe. <laughs> in Germany, <laughs> in Europe, and there's now a ban on anything, uh, any to- sort of event or gathering of more than 1,000 people until April 10th. Right. And Gamescom is supposedly taking place in August, so it's not been affected, but the state government could very well change <laughs> that date, depending on the global situation. Basically, this is just hinging on the fact that... Um, the ban goes until April 10th, and yes. Gamescom is in August, which is interesting when you put it in perspective of E3 and other big conferences that happened yes. over the summer, yep. who did choose to cancel despite coronavirus concerns. Um, Gamescom this week put out a uh, small little snippet, a little sure. thing, 
that basically just said Gamescom is still happening. Thank you, everyone. We'll keep an eye on uh, like what the what the climate is going mm-hmm. like, uh, and we will get back to you. But as of right now, we are still on for August. Like vendors, do not pull out. If you have your tickets and all this stuff, do not cancel anything. It's still cool. happening. It's cool. It's cool. It's an event that didn't get canceled yet. I respect their decision. Yes. If uh, COVID's on the downwards, you know what I mean? Right, if it is. If it's up, then the social gathering deal. Yeah, right, you know. but I think they would, because it's in August, they have sure. more time to make a final statement. Absolutely. Cancel your tickets, stuff It's like deep that. in the future. It is deep in the future. Okay. Okay. Next. This is exciting. This is the exciting. The dynamic duo of gaming in quarter one. Yes. 2020. The iconic... Um, Dynamic between two very different. The dynamic, er, dynamic, <laughs> incredible <laughs> dynamic. The two boys, the, the best boys. friends, yep. the complete opposite ends of the spectrum. There it is. The pinnacle of gaming. <laughs> what do we got? What what came out? Doom Eternal. On this uh, Doom Eternal, violent, bloody, gory, brutal first person shooter. On this side. Yep. And what came out on this side? Animal Crossing New Horizons. Pure. That's all I have Pure. to say. Wholesome. Wholesome fun. Fun for the whole family. Exactly. Now. Both of these. Yes. Came out two days early. Because of coronavirus. God bless him. God bless him. They're just, they're giving the people what they want. They are. Um, Before they even wanted it originally. Right. Now, both of these games, we've mentioned this in the past. Mm-hmm. They've had the same release date for a long time. And they're both pretty big games, mm-hmm. I would say. They're going to sell very well. Yeah, both they're both big. Um, and so there's a lot of, like, fan art and stuff like that with, like, this big bro Doom guy. Doom Slayer, yes. Doom Slayer. Mm-hmm. And this cute little Animal Crossing Isabel, you know? Mm-hmm. Isabella? Isabel. Isabel. Just hanging out. Yeah, it's And great. it's the best. It's My the best favorite thing one ever. is Isabel uh, sitting on a swing uh-huh. and Doom guy just, like, pushing her. Oh, that's and it's, funny. like, so funny. I love it. Um, but they're bros, and the devs, like, the devs on Animal Crossing and the de- devs on Doom Eternal mm-hmm. have these, like, Twitter conversations they, they back and it. forth. They, they love really it. They really love it because it's the game community right. coming together. It's two very right. polarized opposite ends of the spectrum coming together yeah. and finding common ground. I think my favorite one that I saw was uh, Doom Slayer hands Isabel the big shotgun, the yes. super shotgun, uh-huh. and Isabel goes to shoot it, and she, like, flies back out of frame because <laughs> it's just yeah. too much for her. Um uh-huh. But let's talk about some of the reviews for these. Yes, but also, we okay, mentioned sure this in the last podcast, um, both of these games, since they're launching on the same day, they want to respect uh, pricing, so they dropped $10 each on the on day one. No way. Both of them. Wow. Yeah. So I like, didn't know that. You could get them brand new $50 or $50. Now that window is over since it was out for 24 hours. Sure. Um, Dang. But that was for the people picking up both. Then you should have told me. You have to pick up both to oh, get you it. have to pick and up And I think both. it's like an in-store thing. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's a digital thing. I see. Um but yeah, pretty cool. Okay, sorry. Anyway, Go for it. yeah. Doom Eternal views. IGN gave it a nine. What's actually really funny is both of these games on IGN got the same score, which is a nine. Perfectly balanced. Perfectly balanced as Total all end things of the, should be. Totally end of the spectrum. Yes. Nine, nine. It's perfect. In their own perspective spheres. Yep. Both nines. Metacritic is at an eighty-eight percent. Um, one for Doom Eternal. For a Doom Eternal. Yes. Thank you. Um, the only complaint that I saw so far was for from Doom. a games yes for Doom was in a games radar review that said it didn't do platforming very well. Okay, and it said that and because Doom Eternal is a game 
that forces you to go fast because that's what it does best. It's a very fast game. The parts that it forces you to slow down are not as enjoyable. Enjoyable, and it okay. kind of Fair slogs. Got it. Is that the right word to use? Sure, sure. But that's the only negative thing we've heard. That's the only negative thing I've heard. It's rave all across. Rave reviews all across the spectrum. And then Animal Crossing's ninety-one percent on Metacritic. Even better than Doom. Doing even better. That also, these are both phenomenal scores. Scores. Both ends. Absolutely. I was looking earlier and. Doom, the first one, Doom 2016, mm-hmm. got reviews kind of in the spectrum of 3.5 out of 5. Okay. Um, around like probably still the, good stuff. Probably the 75 sure. mark on Metacritic, I th- yep. think. I could be wrong. Cool. But good score. Yeah. Good scores. But these are phenomenal scores. And I this actually exceeded my expectations for the game. Cool. It really did. So and you're I'm excited. Really happy about you're excited for Doom. I'm very excited for Doom. I'm going to buy it as soon as I get back home. All right. I think I'm going to buy Animal Crossing. We are Doom Slayer and Isabel. Isabel. I mean, I wish I was right, big guy. I mean, don't we all? Don't we all? And don't we all? Don't we right. All. But all right, um, time for the our favorite part. It's of just the, the show. best part of the show. Yeah. Now I'm sorry. This show's a little short. This one is a little short. But also, we're being forced to evacuate our living situation. <laughs> so I mean, we have an excuse here. Okay. Yeah. All right. So random fun stuff. Also, we're recording this a couple days early. There might be some new stuff that comes out in the next couple days that we might miss, but we'll um, cover it on the next week. We'll cover it on the next week. And Absolutely. Should we? Sorry, this yeah. is something that I did not discuss with you earlier. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, let's just air it out. Yeah. What's going on? Um, should we post articles on our Twitter? We could. We could post some articles on our Twitter Let because us know. our. It might. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Might in our be comments, a good idea. We can do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we can get that done. Yeah. Just okay. Random fun stuff. We're going back and forth, baby. We're just we're going every other. All right. Let's do it, baby. Boom, let me boom, hit the boom. let me hit the first one. All right. Assassin's Creed Odyssey free this weekend. This is the only everybody. time I'm gonna play this game. It's so good. I platinumed it, man. It's so good. I know you did, Vin. You talked a lot great. about Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I have the disc right I here. I can be can really into it. it. It's so good. I can't borrow it now because we're evacuating. You can. I'm not gonna play it. I've done everything in the game. I literally hundred percented it. You can have my disc. Finn, don't give me your disc. Okay, fine. I won't. But definitely play Odyssey. It's great. It's phenomenal. I will. I will. I'll do it this weekend. New Overwatch character announced. Her name is Echo. She's been anticipated for quite a long time, and I'm sure Overwatch fans are very excited for Echo. Cool. I dropped out of the Overwatch game a long time ago. A long time ago. But I know there are people who are still heavily invested. Hardcore fan base. Hardcore fan base. Hey, and I'm all for it. That's cool. Yeah, Overwatch is cool. Overwatch is cool. Okay. Resident Evil 3 demo live now on PlayStation. I actually did a double check. It this. is live now. Okay. It came out the 19th. Okay, the 19th is tomorrow. So by the time you're watching this, it will be live now. Yes. Um, I'm gonna play it. The demo. I'm not gonna buy the game. I already know it. But I'll buy the. I'll get the demo. Yeah. Cool. Control D- DL- Control DLC announced called The Foundation. You're excited about this. Control another game I platinumed. This- Are you gonna play the DLC? No. <laughs> it runs so bad on the PS4, bro. And I got so many more Will games Will you to replay play. it on PS5? Hell yes. Okay. Control's amazing. And okay. by the time it comes out on PS5, it'll probably be cheaper. Maybe I'll play it for PC. It's it's so good. And okay. it's beautiful. It's sci-fi. Okay. It's, exa- it's right up my alley. Okay. Superpowers. Okay, the only thing I didn't like was the main character, which I know it's a big... That's a big thing, man. I know it's a big thing. <laughs> but I got over it so quickly because it was so much fun to play. Okay. Get very mechanically sound. So mechanically sound. Great. Except for the glitches, the bugs, and everything. 
you know? Have, do you know if they've patched a lot of it? Oh, yeah, they patched a crap ton of it. Okay, great. Um, I, I bought it on Amazon because it was like 40 bucks when it came out instead of 60 and I was like, oh, this is great, and then I sold it back to GameStop right after I was done for 35 so I played the game for $5. Wow, nice. Best $5 I spent in a while. That's great. Okay. Uh, HTC Vive Cosmos Elite Headset now ships with free Half-Life Alex copy. This is new. The ha- the This headset is yeah. just came out. Yeah. Is it out or is it on pre-order? Well, it's it's sold out anyways. It just, like it just released. Okay. Like I looked on a cool article it just released. I want to play Half-Life Alex. I was not excited that the next Half-Life game is a VR game and I'm still not excited about it. This is a good time to talk about what, what I just did this week. Uh, <laughs> James, tell it. Tell the story. I, okay. So because of quarantine and everything, I was like, this is the perfect time to buy VR. Yeah. On Amazon, Duh. They're still ha- they still have Oculus Quests. So I was, I pulled the trigger. I bought an Oculus Quest. I overpaid $156 for it because I wanted it that bad. With tax and everything, it came out to $608. And then I just said, you know what? I'm overpaying. I could just wait, in theory, about two months and then just get it at the $400 base price. Also, should be noted that I looked at the quest about a day or two before this decision. Yes. And it was still in stock on the Oculus website uh-huh. for $400. Wish I would have bought it then. I think you should have. I should have. But you know what? That's in the past. There's a nail in that coffin now. There's a nail in that coffin. I'm going to guess you don't get a quest until there's like a new model or something. That's my guess for you. Okay. Yeah. We'll see how it plays out. We will definitely see how we it plays out. We will see how it plays out. Uh, Godspeed on that journey. Godspeed on that journey. Steam breaks 20 million concurrent users, probably due to lockdowns and quarantine. <laughs> Duh. Duh. But great. 20 yeah. million is a lot of people. It's a very... A lot of people gaming. very big amount of people. Lots of people Lots gaming. of gamers. Yeah, lots of gamers going gamers. on. Gamers. Uh, Fortnite gets helicopters and map changes. I stopped trying to keep up to date with Fortnite a long time ago. I will jump in on my Switch to play a game. I will not download it on my PlayStation because it's like dipping into sin, you know what I mean? <laughs> you take it's, it's a the vice. forbidden fruit. It is a forbidden fruit, so I'll just I'll do a little bit on the Switch mm, and then I'll stop, mm-hmm. you know? Easy. Get your fix. Exactly. Horizon Zero Dawn PC ports support ultra wide monitors, which cool. I have. So, awesome. We'll see. I'm Are not going to buy it again because okay. I don't really enjoy the game. Fair enough, fair enough. But I mean, I can see this being really cool on ultra-wide monitors. I can see it being really cool as an ultra-wide monitor. Yeah. As an ultra-wide display. Sure. Yeah. Um, and Borderlands 3 is now on Steam as Epic Store exclusivity ends. This is big. And it's on sale, 50% off everywhere. Good. You can get it for 30 bucks on PlayStation. Maybe we hate cheaper. exclusivity. Sure. No, I don't. Why? PlayStation exclusives are my favorite games. Mm, that's not what I meant by exclusivity. Okay. What I mean is we want as many people to play a game as possible because that's yes. the best for developers. Yes. And the people. And the people. And the people. And the people. I, that's it. That's episode seven in the bag. Episode seven. Done. Ladies and gentlemen, have a phenomenal quarantine week. Have a great quarantine week. We have now... Around seven to eight hours of content on our channel. Mm-hmm. So if you are really just bored, you can just you know play us on repeat. It would really help a lot. It would really help a lot. Uh, We're only slightly desperate. Play some games, watch some movies, uh, FaceTime your friends. Yeah. Just live, live life, live life, have fun, have fun. Be safe out there. Be safe. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Use soap.
Uh-huh. Social distance. Hand sanitizer. Uh, anything else? Don't overstock on um, toilet paper. Toilet paper. That's right. Don't do there that. There are people out there who need it real bad. There are people out there who need cleaning supplies. James, how are we doing on our rolls? I think we're doing good on our rolls. God bless it. God bless it. But it doesn't matter anyway because we'll be out of here in two days. Oh, my gosh. I th- oh, Just pray your gosh. house back home is good on rolls. That's what matters. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, here we go. This will be exciting. What if you stopped on the drive home? Yes. And you had to poop. But there were no rolls left. On the road? On the road because people are going out to these, like, gas stations and stuff to steal toilet paper because they need it that bad. This is extreme. This is extreme. But these are dire circumstances. Right. I'm going to leave that one up to your imagination. We're going to fade out right here. Well... (laughs) Peace out, everybody. I'm not redoing one. All right, we'll see you. I'm, I'll redo one. We'll see you hopefully next week. And you won't probably see us because we're going to be in audio. So you're going to hear us next week, next Friday. You didn't commit to the full salute. <laughs> <laughs>